Nothing can possibly go wrong. Uh, possibly go wrong. <laughs> that's the first thing that's ever gone wrong. It's Maddie and Patty! Coast to coast! Welcome to the Cleveland Sports Hour. We are two self-aware but unapologetic homers who spend far too much time watching, reading, and thinking about the defending 2016 NBA World Champion Cleveland Cavaliers, the defending 2016 American League Champion Cleveland Indians, and, rumor has it, a semi-pro minor league football team. So if you'd like the informed, intelligent Cleveland fans' perspective on all things, you come to the right place. From Brooklyn, this is world champion Patrick Meneman. In San Francisco, I am joined by fellow world champion Matt Younger. Say hello, champion. Hello, champion. How are you? I am doing well. Swimmingly, you might say. Better than we thought we'd be doing right now, I think, Patty. I, you know, don't want to jinx things. But we are, we are uh, uh, podcasting during the middle of the, uh, the not important regular season game against the Boston Celtics. Third uh, yeah. quarter right now, Cavs are up 24 points as the fourth quarter is underway. We're watching the background. That's uh, better. No jinx. That's better than I thought we would be. Doing. Oh, way, way better, right? We thought we'd be blown out by this point this much right then now without, without Tristan Thompson? Yeah, or, or with Tristan Thompson, honestly, the way we've been playing lately. Just any, any team that has a pulse, I think, is capable of blowing us out if they really want to. Absolutely. It's now 22 points, and if any team is capable of blowing this lead, it is the Cleveland Cavaliers. Oh, yeah. We've done it against the Celtics many so times. times. Every time you count us out and think that we can't blow a lead, we prove you wrong. Uh, we we can blow out. a lead, my friend. Oh, I like that though. I think I'm ahead of you. Something oh, you just are. happened. Oh, old man, Richard Jefferson, Scott yeah. Fuller. Let's let's not turn the podcast into this though, Patty. That's yeah, bad. That would be bad. That would be bad. All right, so that bad the radio. We're, we're stressing about the Cavs right now is because on a scale of one to itchy and scratchy land, how ominous do you rank the Cavs' annual spring shit show at the playoff just weeks away? I'm gonna go. I'm trying. I'm trying to think of a better, yeah, non-numerical uh, way to do this. Uh, I do not think the plane has crashed into the goddamn mountain, um, but it is not smooth sailing. So, I, 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 numerical is the only way I can go. I'm about a six worried right now. Okay, so that's, that's a, uh, you know what? Actually, Pat, there's a real answer to this, which is I'm a one worry. I have my championship. I don't give a fuck about anything else. None of this means none of this means anything. I went to the bank already. Something that I never thought was going to happen happened. I'm just fine. This is gravy. This is all I'm gravy. Fed. I'm fed, my man. I'm fed. I, I'm more worried about the fucking tribe. They, they don't have a kid. Like that's what I care about. Uh, I mean, I care about the Cavs too. I, I want the Cavs to, to win every year, but like that's not the whole point. Yes. So if I if I'm taking my Zen approach, it's a one. If I if you really want me to to be analytical about what's going on this year for the children that were born since uh, last June 19th, then I'd be about a six worried, I think. I mean, are there different amusement park theme movies that we could fit into the numerical slots, like uh, uh, Wally World? Uh, Jurassic Park? Jurassic, Jurassic park. World? Jurassic Park might be worse than... I mean, Westworld? Westworld? <laughs> there's, there's options out there, Patty. I, I put this in a Wally World kind of level, you know, uh, uh, the Griswolds like bonded as a family, uh, you know, so, so they, had, they met the ultimate goal, even though it was rough along the way. That's, that's my level of worry. I, I, 
I mean, I'm a little worried. We'll talk about that a little bit. Um, I mean, the one, the one big tragedy we, we, we haven't had a chance to talk about yet is the fact that uh, our listeners missed Jim. They may have missed our, our best podcast ever, Patty. It was a good one. Episode 47, the lost episode. Yeah, that'll um, go down, Pat. The archivists later, that'll be the special one. Yeah, especially when they figure out how to like uh, uh, remove the auto tune. Restore, restore the audio? Oh, my God, yeah. that's going to be a collector's item. We recorded it right before the trade for Bogan, or the, the signing of Bogan, excuse me. Uh, and it was probably our best episode. But the, it, by the time I tried to figure out the, uh, the, the technical difficulties, uh, I think Bogan had already gotten injured. <laughs> the whole I mean, it happened immediately. That was grand opening, grand closing like I've never seen before. That, that was, was unreal. That was really fast. That escalated. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeesh. Good, good night, Andrew Bogut. We, we hardly knew you. Hardly knew you. Um, all right, well, forget the cash. I wasn't devastated by that one, Patty, I no. will say. No one will say. Although I will say part of the reason we need you to take a break is because we didn't have Andrew Bogut to take a minutes for him. Uh, that would have been nice. I was a no yeah, fan. that's true. But between his politics and his hateful, hateful play, <laughs> I got to say – I called it too, by the way. I said the minute he starts playing for us, he's going to start getting called for all those legal screens. Within yeah. like Did seconds, he get called for two right away? Two right legal away. screens and a broken leg? Unbelievable. Of yeah, course it's pretty outstanding. Cavs don't get legal screen calls. Like LeBron can get a fucking call when he plays for the Cavs. Kills me. All right. All right. Forget about the Cavs for a moment, Maddie. Despite the fact they're playing literally as we speak. Opening day happened this week, Maddie. Oh, so exciting. Week. So exciting. Hey. This this team is a lot of fun. So much fun, and they're playing right now, right too. Uh, right too. I don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, it, it's exciting. Uh, the two games going on at once. We can't watch them, but it's the only time we can pod, so it's gonna have to happen. Um. So this was, so we'll start with the 2017 Tribe season preview or midview related preview. I mean, can you have a preview of what the season started? How does that work? This is a delayed. This is a delayed preview for sure. Delayed. Delay preview. Uh, then we'll check under the hood to figure out what's wrong with the Cavs and whether they really will fix it by the time the playoffs roll around. But if there's time, we'll kick the corpse of Cleveland's third sports franchise to go to the Browns Super Bowl in the draft. It's quickly approaching. Um, so, Matty, let's talk about the uh, position players first. The time. People aren't paying attention like what to look out for. Uh, to me, I'll just start things off briefly by saying the biggest story is my favorite Indians player of all time. I going to say it. All time. All time. Done. I'm oh. already there. I'm already there. Oh, wow. Jose Ramirez. That's exciting. Uh, I, I, I guess that's a really bold claim. You Part should of, tell people who it is, Pat. I mean, I know, but our listeners may not. Oh, you did I said Jose Ramirez. Jose Ramirez. Jay Ram. Uh, Mr. LaPara. Uh, he, uh, look, recently Pia certainly plays a role in this, but he's the first player I've ever bought a jersey for. One. Part of that has to do with the fact that I have money now. Um, <laughs> <both> income, <laughs> but I don't know. Uh, I, there's something special about this. It's one of those things like you, you, you call it early before you before it's obvious. Sure, because getting, it, in, getting in early on the band, Pat. Well, you know me. You I got one I, show in a basement someplace. You loved it. You got the T-shirt. That's actually, about to start playing stadiums. <laughs> I, You're excited. I never bought a LeBron jersey until after we won the chip. Uh, I'm, I'm literally wearing my LeBron jersey right now, actually. Uh, I've always been that guy. I never wanted to wear the most obvious jersey of my team. I didn't want people to think that I was just that player's fan. I wanted people to know I'm a Cleveland fan. 
Yes. So it's a very a real cute thing you do. Oh, thank, thank you, thank you, Maddie. Appreciate yeah, everybody, everybody talks about it. Hey, that's not that's not condescending at all. That's great. Thank no, you. no. <laughs> but the point being, this is what I do. I do it. I I don't apologize for it. It's what I am. I, I like it. Uh, but like that, th this plays into that. Like Jose Ramirez is the guy that showed that, that literally they showed a picture of Michael Martinez in the fucking World Series warming up, taking uh, uh, ground balls. And the announcers for TBS or whatever the main stage was like, there's Jose Ramirez warming up for the game. And they really put his Chiron up for fucking Michael Martinez. Yeah. And I was like, that is my fucking dude. That dude is so much larger than life. The fucking air, the way he, the helmet flies off, like passion he plays with. He's got a great back, great glove. Love that guy's attitude. He's hilarious. Like, uh, I've already lost the quote, but like, it's this quote about like the way he walks to the clubhouse. Just oh, the George <laughs> Jefferson walk? Yes, it's the George Jefferson walk. Yeah, that's a great <laughs> reference. Tito reference. Yeah, outstanding. The George Jefferson walk. <laughs> the saunter. Uh, so yeah, we, we signed into a really super affordable deal. Uh, I'm super excited that we've got him like in the early 2020s right now, right? Yeah, I think that's right. Uh, and he had a huge two-run homer in the opening game to start to spark that comeback to win the opening night. Jay Ram, fucking awesome. Love him. He's great. So portable. Uh, I know we're going to – we'll talk Kipnis injury. I don't know there's so much to say. He's hurt. He'll be back in a month. But so nice to just be able to slide uh, Ramirez right over to second. He's an awesome – I mean, he's, he's, I think he's a better defender than, than Kipnis. Oh, yeah. Um, and an awesome double play combination. That might be the most fun double play combination in the league with him and, uh, and Lindor. Oh, man, so good. Just for pure joy of – of baseball, they're <laughs> tremendous amounts of fun to watch. He's got that's a fun player, Patty. I'm I'm not mad at you about that. Yeah, yeah, like like Lindor, obviously. Like I want Lindor to retire as an Indian, and I'll be upset if Lindor Ramirez don't retire as Indians. Honestly, uh, they might. Not. Oh, you you love these guys. I love them so much, man. Those are my, I mean. Like Lindor's kind of the obvious guy, right? Lindor's the obvious guy. Of course. Like, like, there's people that are arguing that Lindor's, after Mike Trout, the best player in baseball. Right. So, exactly. So, like, Lindor's the Which new is a little crazy to me, but there are people that will argue. Yeah, there yet, but he certainly has the ability, right? Um, but, you know, that's the tough thing. It's like, I love his ability. I love, I love, I love what Lindor can do, what his promise is. Uh, I, I, you know, I love him so much, but Jay Ram is the, is the less obvious answer. That's why he's my favorite player. The sure. I, I get that. Um, so yeah, and, and, and on top of that, like we like we basically signed a, a huge offensive player, Michael Brantley. Michael Brantley's back. He's my third. He had a, a huge key uh, uh, RBI uh, opening night. Yep. RBI, uh, another key one actually last night. Yep. Game two. He's looked great so far. Looking good. I mean, at this one point where he's running back for a, a deep fly ball, and he uh, alligator on it because you can tell he's coming close to the wall. I'm like, that's all right. <laughs> Michael Brown, oh, yeah. you take it easy out there. If you feel the wall coming, please don't crash into that. Just, no. just I will take this minus and fielding until the playoffs, and then we'll figure it out from there. Health is much more important there. Yeah, especially as, like, um, the season. He's great. Um, you had to love – you got to love Parrot Arm, man. Oh, walking the parrot for a walk. That is a lot of fun. That's so great. It's nice to have – I mean, Napoli was a little bit of a slugger like this, but Encarnacion is better than Napoli. So good. He's so much better. 
And Napoli had a big uh, swing last night, nearly, nearly. Oh, big double off of uh, off of Allen, yeah. Double off of Allen, yeah, and then Allen had to like strike out the side and like get back into it. Yeah, I got nothing but love for Mike Napoli forever, but uh, oh. Incarnacion is better. That's an that's an upgrade on our roster. Yeah, uh, I know you want you you wanted to talk about uh, Yandy Diaz too, who I'm excited for. Right, if you don't know who Yandy hit the, is, hit the cover off the ball in spring training. Um, and yep. just hit his way onto the team. I think they were having a real – his defense is, is mediocre at third, but – and in the outfield. They were looking at him out there. Well, that's where he's going to – that's where he's going to wind up because, like, the season's going to end. He's going to be one of our uh, – he's probably going to be left uh, uh, right fielder, right? Instead of Chisholm? Yeah. I can't see Chisholm in the roster at the end of the year. Do you? I, I mean – that's the thing. Like, I, I, realistically, probably not. I mean, he's been showing whatever level of promise he's been showing forever. His defense sort of regressed last year after, you know, there was that, he was like the best right fielder in, in baseball for the second half of yeah, that was crazy. 2015, which was crazy. And he was, he was hitting well. I, I don't think that's really him. I, I tend to agree with you. Um, but now watch him come back and hit the snot out of the ball. Yeah. Um, but Diaz, Diaz has his back can play, man. He's such a good hitter. I mean, what I love about him on, on uh, is he's already got like a, a Cuban Paul Bunyan esque uh, uh, <laughs> uh, mythology about him. Because if you have you seen his arms, Matty? Oh yeah, he doesn't look that big in the field. But like these pictures of him, like with the short sleeves, he's got these like ridiculous tree trunk arms. Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm a little you nervous. No, I like that. Like, like the you know potential Roy chick because he's got like gigantic biceps. He doesn't have power yet, so like he's gonna get you know. He's a, that's he's that's all hard work, Patty. Yeah, he's a really exciting player because um, of the way he's the bat, how easy it is, and we gotta find a way to keep him up here. Now that we started the year with him, there's no point sending him back and you know, or sending him down. So, I mean, well, I I mean, I think they would if they just if they felt like he wasn't gonna get at bats. Because that's what they want more than anything with him is just for him to get experience. I mean, it's the same reason they have Michael Martinez on the team instead of Eric Gonzalez, who is, a, I think, a, the much better player. For sure, for sure, yeah, exactly. But yeah. they didn't—they didn't think he'd get bats in the big league, so he's in AAA where he can play every day. Yeah, um, a lot of Tribe fans love to, to rip on Michael Martinez, but like that's why he's here. He's here because. He doesn't need to play that much, and they can yeah. drop him in whenever they need to drop him in. That does not, we don't need to worry about him hitting. You know, that's it. Yeah. Um, it's a fun, you know who I'm excited for this year? This is, there was a lot of, Tom Hamilton did a lot of talk about this the other night, but, uh, Brandon Geyer, man. Oh, that, yeah. You know, he's hitting third for us tonight. I did not realize that. Yeah. Like, right? Brantley, Brantley sitting. Um, then they got him hitting third. I hadn't done anything, but it's, I, I, I think Francona is really hot on him and it's really going to use him a lot. And I think hit him not just against lefties, but against righties too. He thinks he can play. Nice. It's um, man, it is a fun squad, no doubt. I am a little worried about our pitching. If I had to be yeah, worried starting. about something, our starting pitching, our bullpens, our bullpens, awesome, amazing, incredibly deep. I don't know if there's a, there's a deeper bullpen in in baseball. Yeah, truly a deeper bullpen. I don't because there's four pitchers that I'm happy with in any situation right now. Uh, I see five. Think about it. Think about it. Boone Logan. Yeah, those are the obvious ones. Cody Allen. Uh, 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 Andrew Miller, I, I am totally fine. Uh, and Brian uh, Shaw, Brian Shaw, like I, I, I know what, 
he's another guy that Triumph fans love to hate, but he's been he's fucking awesome. Like, yeah, he blows up once in a while, but he's 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 as reliable as the relievers get. Uh, but on oh, top, yeah. of Logan, and then you got uh, Otero, right? Like Otero's. Oh yeah. That's five guys that you can throw in any situation and feel pretty good about yourself. Yeah. It's, uh, the, the bullpen's awesome. The starting pitching? That's the scary part. It's weird. I don't have, I don't have a ton of confidence in uh, anybody outside of Corey Kluber. <laughs> Even Kluber you get nervous about because he's 30 and, and he gets, he, his, his velocity's down, so you worry, like, is something, something going to turn, right? It is, you know... It's crashing going to hurt. I don't know what I'm going to get out of Salazar every night. Uh, right. You know what's going to get out of Tomlin. Tomlin is the guy with the sauce. Yeah, uh, is good. Tomlin could turn back into a pumpkin at any moment, let's any be moment. honest. And Trevor Bauer is our, like, you know, crazy right-wing uncle that, you know, is good sometimes and terrible other times. You don't know. You, yeah. You're not these guys most of the time. It's a little scary. But but that's where it's nice to have that bullpen, to have that deep bullpen of arms. And whenever you mention Sean Armstrong, who is on a lot of players, like he is, I think, the, the marquee, like, new name to look out for. But Sean Armstrong, I think I'm saying, I think I'm that right guy, right? That's right. I think he was supposed to be in the Lucroy trade last year. Right. And he wasn't. And we're talking the fact that he's got, like, the, you know, an elite level, like, slider strikeout pitch. And it has, like, elite levels of whip rates in, in, in the minor leagues. He's, like, the next big thing out of a bullpen, young guy. Made the team for the last uh, bullpen. It's another guy who could be huge this year. There's a lot of, mm-hmm. it's just, there's so much to what like that's the we have a big offense. We can make up for those times that the starting pitchers you go foul. Uh, you just gotta hope that they stay healthy. More than anything. Um, oh, for sure. sure. And I'm not. You know, they've got some starting pitching depth at AAA, but not anybody I'm super psyched for. So I don't, I don't, th- I don't think in, in previous, you know, last year where they were sort of able to roll new guys out all the time, and Cody Anderson was still part of the part of the plan. That that depth is gone a little bit. So I think they're going to have to lean on these guys a little more. Yeah, it's basically um, Levenger and who else in, in the minors left? Uh, Merritt's down there, right? Merritt, that's right. Uh, Maramondo, that's right. He's another guy. It's really, yeah. those 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 three guys. Um, you know, who maybe are okay, but I, I don't know. I'd be happy to be proven wrong by any of them. And, that's a, and, that's and even more happy not to need them. That's another thing. Other thing with, with this bullpen and this offense, you, you, you don't need necessarily to shut up performance most nights. You just need them to get close. Yeah. And that's that, you know, to, to, uh, the whole point of this, the whole point of the season, right, is, is just to stay close. First of all, we get we get we have a weak incentive division, so we should be good. You just want to make the playoffs, make the playoffs in health, in good rhythm, and then hope you get lucky. Hope hope everyone hits their stride in the playoffs, right? That's yep. that's that's all you that's can all right. Now you get in and keep your fingers crossed, and we've you know we've got a good manager and a good bullpen, and that goes a long way. Uh, and a versatile team, Maddie, score, which I really like. Score update: uh, Cavs are up twenty-five points with five minutes left. We're almost at the. Uh, not even the Cavs can blow this. It's getting very close. To very close to the mathematical impossibility of the Cavs blowing it. Who was the guy that came with the formula? Do you remember the guy's name? Was that? Uh, oh, Bill James. Bill James. Yeah, Bill James. That. Bill yeah. James. Yes, the one we referenced last year. 
for That's this. Right. Yeah, right. And it was Bill James was working on it. So Bill James, we're almost past the Bill James mark. I think. Look at minute. I work. I think we are past it, honestly. I yeah, but the Cavs, I add a little extra points. Just bake it, bake in a little more. If there's a first for everything, if there's a first for everything. It's the Cavs will find it. The Cleveland team will find a way. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I think the, I think Boston's just bringing its subs in, though, actually. So Yeah, there it is. There it is. Um, we, should, we should be all but, right. Uh, uh, any other final thoughts about the, about the trial before we move on? I mean, I, I, you know, like I said, my final thoughts briefly is just uh, uh, I, this is the same team we brought back. That both, the starters are a little bit shallower because of the injuries history. Yep. But so much more potent by two world-class all-star hitters. We're adding this this offense, so like that alone just makes like the most fun year of forward to I can I can remember. Yeah, and, uh, and honestly, the like who are we really expecting regression from? Kipnis a little bit. Yeah, not it shouldn't be terrible, but I I don't I think he had a better offensive year last year than he will this year. I don't think he's going to go in the toilet. Santana a little bit maybe. J Ram maybe. Kieran maybe, but I think you know. I think he was just establishing a baseline last year. I think he yeah. can, I think he can repeat that. Lindor should be getting better. Mm-hmm. Um, the catching hitting situation can't be worse than it was last year. I, almost literally, it can't be worse. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I, I'm, geez, I feel good. I Naquin could be worse, I get, but I guess, but I feel like they're they're pretty well hedged against that with with. Jackson and everything else they've got in the outfield, and I trust Tito to use guys appropriately. Mm-hmm. Um, now I feel great. It's such a fun team, man. Tito's such an awesome manager to have. It's, it's a great season. I am super psyched because they are out here for back-to-back series against the A's and the Giants, Patty. Ooh. Going to at least four of those six games. That's nice. When, what, 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 what month is it happening? I want to say end of July, beginning of August. I was just gonna say I, I got real mad when I looked at the, the schedule and found out that uh, uh, the Cavs don't play in New York. The Indians don't play in New York. <laughs> Sorry, looking really at the screen, <laughs> watching the Cavs. Uh, the Indians don't play in New York until the fucking end of August. It's fucking September. Yeah, that's they only go once, man. That's, fucking unbalanced schedule is a goddamn abomination. Whoa. Fucking God. You're, you're angry about that. Why do I really got the twins 20 times a fucking year? It's boring as shit. <laughs> it's so fucking boring. Like, I don't care what the Yankees and the Red Sox playing 20 times a year. You're diluting the importance of those games. The unbalanced schedule is horrible for baseball. I fucking hate it so much. I get to see the Indians one time a year when they're in New York. Yeah, I sort of wish they'd get rid of interleague play and. and go to a balanced schedule with no divisions in I'd be fine if you really Italy yeah Italy play that would solve most of this but Italy play combined with unbalanced schedules fucking not acceptable yeah and actually they now that I think about it they'd have to add two teams to get rid of interleague play cuz we've got odd we got 15 teams in each league right now if I, had a, I, mean, I would be happy with Italy play staying and getting rid of unbalanced schedule I just I just hate it I hate it so much well it's, well, it's hard to met. I mean, interleague play messes with a that unbalances the schedule automatically, buddy. Right, right, right. right. But it isn't to unbalance it this much. This is crazy. Like six games against the Yankees, the twenty against the fucking Twins. That's ridiculous. Well, you gotta win. You gotta win your division, man. Divisions matter. 
twenty to six is a crazy unbalance. Let's see what you are doing. Dude, Pat, shut up! It works to our advantage. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Just keep it quiet. <laughs> like seven people listening to us right now. Some of them might even do something about this. <laughs> like easy. I want them to tell them that. Tell them. <laughs> good enough. Also, the Yankees talk. Why play the Yankees more? Uh, anyway. <laughs> No. Uh, uh, all right. Before we finish the cast, Matty, I wanted to bring up a uh, um, a special Arthur topic. My my year six year old son. Whoa! He, I don't know what this is going to be, Patty. Uh, I know. That's that was the idea. Um, so you know, with the baseball season coming up, and you know, I took Arthur to a game last year, and he was like bored at two innings, and even though you know, he caught a foul ball, right? You know, we pick up a foul ball through the, the kindness of a stranger because in my effort to catch the foul ball, I leaned Arthur into a chair and said he was hurt. She was crying. Arthur, he was crying. He was crying. He was crying. ball, so he handed the ball back to us. I didn't tell him that it wasn't his fault. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so like I'm trying to get him into baseball, and so he's, but he's obsessed right now with what he's allowed to root for. So is it, is it that kind of root for the Atlanta Falcons in the Super Bowl? I'm like, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Any team plays the Patriots. This has got to be a complicated thing to walk a kid through. Right. He's like, any team? I'm like, ah, all right, not any team. Like, not the Ravens. I don't know. It's complicated. But then he started getting, because he doesn't really get the cross sports thing necessarily. He's like, well, what about, like, he's just going to different sports, like the Warriors. I'm like, well, this is an interesting topic. Uh, if, if the sports teams could play each other across sports, right? There's that kind of thing, like when you when the Steelers play the, the Ravens, you don't root for any team, but which team are you less upset by uh, winning? Sure. Right? Uh, for me, uh, it's the Steelers only because the Ravens, to me, are, are bar none, will always be to the end of time until that team leaves Baltimore, uh, as they should, because fuck Baltimore. Uh, Zombie Browns. Uh, yeah, uh, they'll always be the Ravens. I want the Ravens to lose everything. I want I want the worst things in the world to happen to them to make them regret even winning their Super Bowls. I fucking hate the Baltimore Ravens more than any other franchise in the entirety of true sports. No one will be wow. behind. No one will be behind that. But I hear I hear you, Patty. How, how's that ranking go for you, Maddie? If you had to go ranking, who, who's number two on your list? I, I'm, I'm assuming Ravens might be number one for you. Maybe, maybe I'm assuming here. If you can write cross sports, most hated franchises, in order of like who, who, if you had to pick between the two of them, who would you be less upset by winning? God, and is this in the moment or, or just with like my, my baseline, the platonic ideal of that team? How do I hate this? You know, for instance, I hate the Warriors right now. Yeah, but there have been times in my life where I have not hated the Warriors, where I've liked the Warriors quite a lot. Absolutely, it's, it's right pretty now. circumstantial. And honestly, if if the Cavs weren't good right now, I'd probably like the Warriors. They're fun. Oh, absolutely, and, and also like the the Bulls were much higher on my ranking uh, if it was the Jordan era, right? Right. Um, but it, it, so I, I so the, the restriction is right now, like uh, right now, here now, where are your hate levels at? Right at this moment. I don't think I hate anybody more than the Warriors right now. Really? They're number one. They're over the Ravens for you. Number one with the bullet. I, I can't find myself hating the Ravens or the Steelers so much, only because the Browns are so bad that it's taking all the air out of my, my anger there. And, in yeah. fact, I might hate the, the Patriots more, to be quite honest with you. Yeah, it's close. It's close. Patriots number three. Right? 
Page number three. They've done more to earn it. For Warriors me, number, the, two, number three for me. Patriots, the, to me, it's huge. The Patriots outrank the, the Steelers. To me, that's crazy to me. That's that's again a mark of how bad the Browns have been. Oh yeah, I think the I, the the Pats might realistically be my number two. Uh, I'm I'm, I'm leaping through baseball teams in my head right now. They're ahead of the Ravens. Ravens, you just don't care that they stole our fucking franchise and won two Super Bowls with them. With our I mean, man. Man, I'm telling you, Patty, this Browns team is so bad, it's beaten a lot. How many NFL games did I watch? Like? Right. Do you know why it's bad, Maddie? Three. Do you know why Three. it's bad? Do you know why it's bad? Because they stole well, our fucking team. Well, I mean, that's... <laughs> <laughs> they killed your actual enjoyment of football. God damn it. I mean, that there's plus- a certain logic to what you're saying, but there's a, I don't want to remove the culpability that the current Browns and past recent Browns ownership and management has in why this team is bad. Mm-hmm. How, you know, are, are we're going to, in a hundred years, we're going to blame the Ravens because the Browns still stink. You know, at some point we got to take ownership of that stuff. Um, and, and mostly it's just yeah, – it's a fair point. It has sucked my enjoyment of football right out of me. I, it, not solely, by the way. There's other yeah. shit wrong with football. Yeah. I mean, they st- it, it, we have the world – oh, Larry Sanders. Nice long layup. Nice, sorry. Larry, San- Larry, Larry Sanders moment. Very Ryan Hollins-esque. Uh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think just football means so much less to me right now. It's hard for me to gin up hate. Except in this, and the the Pats have a nice mix of the Boston stuff, all the Trump stuff this year for me. Um, smug attitudes. I was always a Manning guy versus a Brady guy. Ooh, absolutely, absolutely. Wait, they're, I don't like all that. They're up there, but Tom Brady didn't steal your fucking team and make, and, <laughs> and dig them a gigantic hole, which a bunch of nincompoops made even deeper. Yeah, no, I, it just doesn't do it for me. I listen. I hate the Ravens. I hate the Ravens. I think they're probably number three for me. I just, I, I'm so, so, I'm so shocked that they're not number one. That's crazy to me. What can I? You're, you can't be shocked that I hate the Warriors more than them. I'm not shocked. Uh, I am a little surprised, only because you know the Warriors. You got to remember, I'm living out here, Patty. I get it rubbed in my face all the time. What, you got to rub them in their face that they blew a 3-1 lead? You got to rub them in their face that, that, that at full strength the Cavs beat them or a better base? A better base. <laughs> yeah, that kind of stuff. I get uh, the attitude rubbed in my face. You know what I mean. I'd like my my uh, my hackles are up to hate the Warriors. I get, I, I get uh, agitated constantly Yeah, in a, way that, in a way that you don't. And in a way that I certainly don't about the, the Ravens. I, I, guess, I guess that's true. I don't know. I, I just... But, uh, you know, you know, for me, for the longest time, the Browns are my number one uh, sports team, and they just aren't now. Uh, I'm just the Cavs. Um, and and uh, I, I, I'm sorry, I can't forgive the Ravens. Because, and I can't blame it all on the, the incompetent uh, uh, you know, guys who've run the franchise because it's, but it's pretty much incompetent guys, right, in a situation where they're already in a gigantic hole because the way the league gave us the team or started the team was really – Really shitty. I mean, it wasn't like it was that's true. We did get a we did get a raw deal on that. And the Jaguars, they fucked us. They totally fucked us. Uh, so you know, I I I, I can't I can't beat the Ravens. Uh, uh, fuck them. Fuck them so much. To me, it's Ravens one, Warriors two, Patriots three. Um, and then it's like I'm pretty sure it's Red Sox four, Steelers five. 
Uh, yeah, the Red Sox are ready to hop right back into this thing. I'll tell you oh. that right now. And it, oh. you know, we're from that perspective, it's a good thing we swept them last year because they're I'm I'm ready and primed to hate them. Oh. Uh, the Detroit Tigers have gotten there for me in recent years. It, it doesn't seem like they're going to have quite have it this year, but they could they could sneak back in. Yeah, I'm not in the top ten for me. Because um, after the after so I said the the Patriots the the oh I'm sorry I said Red Sox honestly. I think it's the Celtics, which we just beat tonight. It's the Celtics, probably. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, just watching, it's just that team. The, it's just the way people talk about them. This one is just the Tommy Hines. Like, it's just fucking. Uh, it, it, I hate everything about those guys. I hate everything about should, them. Should we take that as our transition point, Patty? Potentially. I just want to say one thing about Isaiah Thomas. I feel like Isaiah Thomas owes his career to his daddy's name and all the fouls that Tyree Irving doesn't get. <laughs> Holy shit! How many fucking free throws does this fucking Lilliputian get for doing nothing but throwing himself at people? Like, like yes, he's, he's a great player, very talented, but he would not be anywhere near his stature if he didn't get the fucking calls he got. Some bizarre reason Kyrie can't get. Uh, and LeBron can't get. Yeah, LeBron can't get. Yeah, it is. Um... You breathe on this fucking uh, midget, and he gets a fucking foul call. It's ridiculous. It's pr- pretty infuriating. I-, I would like to say, Patty, the game's over. The Cavs won by 23 uh, handily. My comment to you before we started podcasting was, this to me was epic troll LeBron time, which is one of my favorite le- versions of LeBron, yes. where be- coming into the game is asked, does it matter? And he's like, eh, regular season. I don't care about regular season. I've been to six straight finals. Talk to me about the finals. This is nothing. And then just came out and was clearly on a mission to stop <laughs> these guys. Oh. Oh, yeah. Clearly. Took it personally. Was super physical. I, I love it. I absolutely get, love when LeBron does this kind of shit. Get this. So it's, it's, uh, get this in I your love LeBron. Heads. I fucking <laughs> only shut yeah. the fuck up and sit your ass down. That performance was. This had all the feel. I mean, Patty, you and I were ready for them to get blown. I was ready for them to get blown out and still be at worry level six. Without TT, for sure. This this did a lot for me. I uh, I'm sure you didn't get an opportunity to listen to this, but uh, Zach Lowe had Brian Windhorst on his podcast today. I heard about this? Yeah, no, I and asked him just asked him basically that question, like how worried uh, should we be about the Cavs? And he was like, "Listen, I'm just not that worried." <laughs> Like, I, do I think they are worse off than they were last year at this time? Yeah, probably. Do I still think they're the overwhelming favorite to come out of the East? Yeah. I get, you know, like maybe the Celtics wish they'd really made the uh, Jimmy Butler deal at this point and feel like the Cavs could be more vulnerable, but they didn't. And I just don't see any of those, the Raptors, Wizards, or, or Celtics really being able to take them down. Uh, this certainly felt like a statement in that direction. They've been terrible lately, Patty. Oh, and, and, and worryingly terrible. I don't know how, you know, the, one of the points Windhorse made was just how bad they are on the second night of back-to-backs. Yeah, I, I, read, I read that article. And uh, Kyrie in particular, I think, is averaging five, more, five less points the second night of back-to-backs than he is with a day or two arrest, something like that. Um, 
And the other thing, and we talked about this when we were talking about LeBron's minutes, that they don't, and maybe that was in our last podcast, but that they don't, they're not practicing really. Yeah, especially the last stretch, they just, it's been crazy how many uh, games they've had without a time off in between. Like, this is like, there's been like three back to backs in the last two weeks. Yeah. And, so, and even when the schedule was later, they weren't practicing a whole lot. So I, I have to come back. I said this during the Lost podcast. I still sort of feel like it now. We said before the regular season, the regular season doesn't matter. We said before the regular season, not even really seeding matters. Do we care about it at all? Probably not really. Your brother does now, that. My brother does a lot. He's really my upset. Brother's a, my brother's an alarmist and a reactionary, though. So you we, we, about we, him. We had an epic text chain today while I was at work. <laughs> oh, yeah. There was some screaming going on over text. It was great. <laughs> There's some offense with some caps text screaming. Yeah. Like great. <laughs> um, but again, like, let's take some, you know, what are you worried about? LeBron's playing a ton of minutes. I don't worry about LeBron's minutes at all on it. Like, what reason has he given us to worry about his minutes? I trust him completely to know his body. I don't know that there's any athlete that takes his body more seriously than LeBron does. I mean, Jesus. He goes into a I mean, every night. <laughs> He's a fucking Terminator. His whole life is, you know, I know Tom Brady takes his body seriously. There's, there's plenty of others, for sure. LeBron's right up there. He knows his body. He knows what he needs to do. I, I, I trust him completely mm-hmm. in that respect. Um, none of this matters. The second season matters. We just learned this lesson last year. It would sort of be silly for us to forget it again. And I do think their their defense is a more a matter of effort than that they're just old and slow or something like that. I, yeah. and I, don't, I just don't think they care. Yes, it is you can you can that can be damning if you want it to be damning, and I understand why it would be and why uh, the Hubie Browns of the world would get very upset by it. But I, I don't care. I guess is the best way I can put it. I mean, I want, this, I want championships for sure. I, mean, I don't really care about the rest. And this game tonight, I think, puts a lot of our fears to rest because they were really trying and they dominated without probably arguably our best defensive player, right? Uh, just, and against the team that wanted that win bad. Bad, right? This would essentially have given them the number one seed. For sure. In my opinion. And they still could get it, by the way. Their schedule is a lot easier than ours. I think we've got Atlanta, Atlanta, Miami, and Toronto. And who knows what seeding, especially for the Miami and Toronto games, or is going to be going, you know, those teams are going to be going for, and if players are resting, whatever. Um, but it's harder than, than what the Celtics have, for sure. Mm-hmm. So they can still come back and get us. I just don't know that it matters. Well, we do, and, and honestly, in this in round two, assuming the top all the top seeds advance, both the Wizards and the Raptors are bad matchups for the Celtics. Oh yeah, totally. That's the problem. Whoever they get there is a problem for them. As somebody pointed out, I think it was said like I really want the Cavs to blow the Celtics out tonight because I don't think we're gonna have a chance to blow them out in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not mean that we just mean that they aren't going to get us. Uh, I mean, they might, but but there's a strong chance they won't. You know what they haven't done yet, Maddie? Got out you want of- a playoff series in the, yeah, Jesus. in this incarnation? Yeah, this genius coach. Um, uh, Windhorse made that point on the pod today too. He was like, everybody's sort of chalking them through to to the finals, the conference finals. He's like, eh, maybe, let's see him win a series first. <laughs> Before we get that excited about it. I mean, no, I, I, I think it's a big deal that we're whole again. 
Yeah. Uh, obviously, sure. that's not. I'm not saying anything dramatic there. Um, our ability to rely on our starters and our medium depth in the playoffs, I think, is still super valuable. We are a markedly better team, just roster composition-wise, than we were last year. You're just carrying a lot less dead weight. Mm-hmm. Um, surrounded LeBron with even more shooting, which is. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to say. Like the surest success in the NBA right now. Um, uh, I, I feel great. I feel great. I don't feel great. I'm a little worried. I wish they hadn't gone yeah. into this tailspin, but I think there's plenty of reasons Look, uh, not to be freaked out about it. Let's, let's get back to the defense for a second. So there's a couple points I want to bring up and, and get your takes on. Um, sure. So the, the main excuse I heard over and over again, we, we touched this a little bit already. For the main excuse going on, like, for example, elite uh, uh, Cavs Twitter intelligentsia were, were mocking and looking down upon Cavs fans that were angry at the Cavs playing like shit, right? Like, oh, these, like, plebeian, plebeians, excuse me, that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. Oh, how silly people being annoyed at bad basketball. Like, fuck you. They're playing like shit. I don't want to watch shit. I want to watch something well. Like, what? fuck you. Why can't I be mad about this? The whole point, their whole point being, they're just bored of the regular season. They're just not trying. I'm like, I uh, no. They look like they're trying sometimes. Like, yeah, they, they, they aren't focusing. They aren't, like, you know, getting their shit together. But, like, I don't know how much of it's not trying. Uh, how, how much of it do you think is this that they were just have been bored all season? Um, 70%. <laughs> okay. I would put 70%. I'd say 50 at most. Because part of it, as you pointed out in, in previous seasons, like we, we, we are not the athletics. We are not naturally a good defensive team. We have to go all out to play good defense. If we don't go all out, we play like shit. <laughs> defense. Right. Not that athletic or long. Right. Yeah, and so right. sometimes those things get melded, but they're no, 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 not true, necessarily true. the same yeah, thing. But I do tend to be the same thing. When I say, when I, say athletic, I, I do tend to be long as well. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, so that's one thing. It's like, I think that's part of it. But the other excuse that I've been hearing, it, 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 was, it was brought up as, as shit was getting worse and worse and worse, right? As, as, as we were getting, you know, as they were going to a tailspin. The next excuse was, we're just playing vanilla defensive sets. We're saving the real stuff for the playoffs. Right. And that was – you heard that from Jason Lloyd Mm -hmm. after the last loss to the Celtics, right? The last time we lost to the Celtics, a close game, he basically said that. We weren't running any of the schemes that he thinks we will run or hiding something, basically. And Windhorse brought that up on that podcast today, too, that Ty Lue is basically saying he's got something secret, which Windhorse sort of scoffed at, by the way. Yeah, I kind of scoff at it too because I'm like, I, I, you know, it's not. What the like, hell would that be? Yeah, what would that be? And also, more importantly, Maddie, it felt like I was watching it tonight. They were, they were, they were aggressively trapping and changing things up. Like, this is not the way they play defensive sets. Uh, it felt like they were like, you know what? We played so shitty on defense. We need to start practicing the regular season. We can't save this stuff. We can't right. hide it. We just got to get better at this. And. and it would have been nice to say that on a surprise to help us get, get a few wins early and get some sweeps, but now we just got to start getting better at it, um, which worries me to an extent. It tells me that they, like, they, they aren't confident that they can turn it around and they need to start now. I, I don't know. I mean, they might have also recognized that this is – that 
home court means something throughout, even if it doesn't mean everything. And this is a game they should just win because yeah, they're yeah. capable of it. And it's and it's worth it's because, worth punching this this Celtics team in the mouth once. That's true, but it does go beyond a little bit. It goes a little bit beyond uh, uh, this one game. I felt like they were playing that way against the uh, the Pacers too, uh, a bit in terms of putting LeBron in the main uh, you know defensive assignment, Paul George, and the way they were trapping. The way it just they, didn't work at all in that game. Yeah, well, no, it was again. They, they didn't have. They didn't work for most of the game, and they had they had to fall apart in one quarter, right? Uh, and that's where things get bad. Like we blew it. We blew a lead against the Pacers. They, we let them back into that game to get back to the overtime. Um, well, that's true. I don't know. So here's one other funny thing I think, Matt. That, that is, it's sort of the, the wild card. I remember last year saying how we aren't. We're we're, we're only good when we're hitting three pointers. Yeah. I feel like because our our transition defense is so bad. I feel like it's more pronounced how bad our defense is when we're not hitting three-pointers because there's a ton of long rebounds. This is one of those things where we, when, we're playing, uh, when we're playing poor offense and have terrible three-pointers and we're just breaking wide-open threes, that's where our floor balance gets out of whack and we just tend to get burned. Uh, uh, so and, it's, and it starts uh, – it's like a, a negative feedback loop. Exactly. Whereas when we're hitting three pointers, we're getting we're 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 scoring more points, so we're doing better. But also, we're putting ourselves in situations where we can defend better too. It's one of those crazy things where if we aren't shooting the three pointers, we're gonna have a hard time winning games. And mm-hmm. It's the best team. I think that might be the the key metric to look for um, and when we get in the playoffs. Is how we're shooting the three ball early on. Which was true for us last year until the finals when we didn't shoot threes particularly well. True, except for the games we won, no. <laughs> Although honestly, not game seven. Well, game seven was one exception, right? Game seven was the one exception where, like, we you know, we got back. I don't know. I'd have to go back and look at a couple of the, a couple of the other games we won. I think we shot threes okay, but it wasn't like they were historic threes. It wasn't like against the Pistons or the Hawks where we were hitting twenty threes a game. We never like once we got into the Raptors series. That sort of yeah, couple yeah. games into the Raptors series that sort of led up. The first couple games we were killing it from three. The games we got blown out and we weren't hitting three as well. Although I think in game four we were we were playing well and hitting three as well, and then they we just went cold down the stretch and they. they yeah. But I think games one and two we were just breaking threes and and they were just burning us. No, um, you're, I mean in general though I, I agree with you. We are reliant upon it and it affects us at both ends. Yeah, for sure. I, I think that's definitely true, and it'll be interesting to see how we're able to account for that. Because um, in some ways we've just got. I don't know. I guess we've gotten more three-point heavy because we've added shooters. I think they're replacing guys who weren't super valuable on offense. So I don't know. It's not like we're trading off post, you know, post-up basketball for that. We're just trading off guys who couldn't really play, right, right, for more shooting. So I don't know if it's a trade-off really. Um, but yeah, yeah, that that's a concern. I mean, those are the, this team's super frustrating when you're watching them just throw up threes and brick them and. Seemingly have no other offense. It feels like lazy offense, and then that just cycles right into what feels like lazy defense. Yeah, yeah, they're terribly frustrating in those situations. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Maddie, um, I, I'm looking at our, our notes for this podcast. Did I have old notes here? Uh, 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 did you say about a jersey number or Pizzagate? Is that is that old? I think that's old, buddy. Yeah, I did not uh, edit this very well, did I? 
Um, well, I mean, that was about Bogut. Yeah, I wasn't sure if that was something you added to our uh, our, our, our rundown here. Um, no. We, right. we talked about him enough already. Yeah. No, no, nothing more needs to be said about it. More than I did care to, probably. Uh, um, yeah, so I don't know. I, I, I feel pretty good now, especially now that we won this game against Celtics. Uh, um, I mean, I don't know. I remember looking at the, the remaining schedule and thinking to myself, uh, uh, you know, that we can run the table. Uh, I mean, not, not that we should. Like uh, the way the team was playing, we we were gonna lose a bunch of these games, but these are all I mean, we definitely can. We can beat Atlanta, Atlanta, Miami, and and Toronto. Yeah. But I'm also super conscious that we've just lost to a bunch of terrible teams in bad fashion, mm-hmm. and we could blow all. You know, and we don't even need to blow all of them. Well, we we, have, we essentially if have, we go three and one, we're in. Don't we essentially have a two-game lead on Boston now because we yes. have a tiebreaker as well? A, a one-game lead and the, the tiebreaker is ours. Exactly. So, so if um, we go three and one, we're in. Yeah, exactly. So we, we yeah. Our magic number is three. All right, magic number is three. So, so that's a good place, good place to be in. Uh, and uh, the, the annoying thing is that all the teams that are buying for the eighth seed or the seventh seed, honestly, are teams that, that, that we don't play well against, right? Pacers. Yeah, the Bulls who swept us in the season the series. I mean, I guess I hope for the Bulls because the Bulls, I think, are the easiest team to fucking sweep the shit out of. Um, they they stink. I'm terrible. not buying that we that we can't play them. No, I don't buy it at all. The Pacers scare me to Paul George, but not that. And they don't scare me. I shouldn't say they scare me. The Pacers, like you know, I, I don't. Really They're a quality opponent, and they play us. They play us well. Exactly. So the same way I thought about the Milwaukee Bucks, you know, even though they aren't that good, they aren't, they aren't going to make the playoffs. The Bucks are the fifth seed. The fifth seed. They're the fifth seed. That's right. Shit. They, uh, they've been on a tear for the last month. Jason Kidd is just coach of the month. They've been, yeah. We shouldn't have to deal. Well, we'll see. They don't deal. We're not going to have to deal with them in the first round anyway. No, exactly. Uh, Miami, I don't really want to deal with. No, I really don't. Um, but I mean, realistically, Patty. We, if we can those teams, whatever. Exactly. I'm not, that's not the concern. The, the concern is, can we get out of As brother's pointing out, you really want to sweep in that first round. Just to get these guys extra rest. Extra rest. The more stress we can get, the better. Uh, I don't mind the second round going a little bit longer if it needs to, but, like, you don't want it to go seven games because then, like, then you start to drag the team out a little bit. Oh, for sure. I think that's been to our advantage the last two years. So, you know, big question for the cast turn around. It seems like the answer is yes. Uh, question they've given me enough. Re- Listen, I have hated how they've played over the last little bit. There are plenty of reasonable explanations for it. Right. And I think LeBron James has earned the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's probably the best way to put it. And, you know, I. Patty, maybe we can. This might maybe be the last thing before we transition to a tiny little bit of Browns talk. But who? they who? talked extensively. Yeah, they talked extensively in the podcast today about Windhorst and Dave, your your long lost cousin, Dave McMiniman's book. Yes, which I know you found a galley copy of on the street. That's of right. Uh, I don't know how much you've read of it. Uh, I read the opening chapter, and I, ha- I have a, I have a sneak preview for for folks. I'll, I'll tell a little story that's from it. Uh, uh, but go ahead, finish up. But one of the things they talked about is when they were, the Cavs were down 3-1 in the finals last year that uh, Griff wrote a letter to everybody in the organization. Yes. 
Yes, I know this. Emailed it to everybody, and they got a hold of it. And oh, that's it. Yeah. And reproduced it in, as part of the book. They said it was like three pages long, like three book pages long. Uh, and they said it's incredible. That's awesome. I, 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 so I listened I am, to his podcast uh, interview with uh, 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 Watch. Uh, or Woj, I was getting it. It's wrong. Mm -hmm. uh, Woj. Paraphrased that email, and it was pretty impressive on the paraphrasing. So I'm excited to read the actual email. I haven't gotten that far into it yet. But um, part, of, you know, part of his thing through all that was this team does things the hard way. <laughs> you know, we've heard versions of this. How else are we going to do this, right? The hard way, and that yeah. that basic DNA is still floating around this team. So sure. you shouldn't be so surprised. Absolutely. Uh, one little sneak peek from the book. Uh, so as, 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 as you mentioned, I was just walking down my uh, street in Brooklyn, and some guy had a galley copy of Return of the King, uh, Windhorst and McMenamin's uh, uh, LeBron book, or jazz book, uh, uh, sitting on his stoop, so I grabbed it. Uh, I read the uh, introduction. The introduction is written, Manny. And guess who it was written by? Did I mention? Mm, they did not mention. What was. Richard Branson? Oh, really? Yes, it's a tale from the from the championship parade. Really? Never heard before. I had never heard this. But he's telling the story of how he started out in his own convertible, but saw that Channing had some flatbed truck or something like that, and joined him because it was so hot and wanted to be like you know. It, it, that's basically went there. And then some guy he didn't recognize came running up beside the truck, holding, uh, uh, you know, like this, 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 you know, almost like Moses-like, you know, uh, uh, object wrapped in a blanket, and saying, you know, hey, uh, uh, you, know, uh, you know, RJ, Jen, you, you guys want to hold this? And he lifts up the, the, you know, the blanket, and it's the Larry O'Brien trophy. And RJ's like, uh, yeah, sure, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he it and he held it up. And they're sitting there for a while. And, uh, and eventually the guy's going to say, man, I'm so glad I found you guys. I'm so glad I found you guys. And he's like, what are you talking about? Like, you know, he sort of assumed that, like, this guy had been bringing, you know, from the, was, was with the team and had been bringing the, the trophy from, like, you know, player to player and float to float so they could hold the trophy after for a bit. Turned out apparently that like the 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 this was the guy washing up the trophy and his car took a wrong turn. Oh, that's <laughs> he was good. Surrounded by a bunch of crazy fucking fans, and he was freaked out that the fucking trophy was gonna be stolen. <laughs> so he just wrapped it up and booked it for the parade route <laughs> until he could get to a car with uh, actual players. That's awesome. <laughs> so the trophy was almost stolen uh, by by the city of Cleveland. Which kind of been almost a more, I don't know, wonderful trophy. Just oh yeah, some Uh I, I, and so so there's more of the story. Um, that's a little preview uh, of the book. It is it's. it's, it's I, I think it's available for purchase now. Is it now? Yeah, I, I will buy one. I don't want to just have to get a copy, but uh, uh, it was nice to get a little sneak peek. Um, so Matt, should we talk about this? Uh, this you know this. Yeah, I don't want to do a lot though. Ten minutes max. And then it's Max. All right. Uh, so, all right. Things that happened when you last talk about this team. Not free agency stuff. I'll go through. So, there's Hello, Kenny Britt. Bye bye, Terrell Pryor. Hello, second yep. pick. And please keep your distance, Brock Osweiler. 
Those are the biggest changes, right? I mean, I also resigned. That, that rhymes, Patty. Did you know that when you were putting that together? I did not realize that. I'm yeah. not that good. I'm really <laughs> the prior the prior Weiler thing is is perfect. Uh, Doctor Seuss rhyme. You know, it's or a good night moon. Ah, more good night moon. It's true, true, true. Uh, you know, Manny, when you're good, you're good. You don't have to think about these things. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> the, the only other thing that's in there that I think is important is the the investment we made on the offensive line. Oh, yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I briefly mentioned, uh, didn't get into the detail on, uh, uh, Joel Batoni will be re-signed, and uh, oh, shoot, I've already forgotten the name of the guy that we, uh, two guys. There's the uh, an oft-injured oft uh, center from the Packers we signed, right? Yep. Um, but who else did we sign? Did we sign somebody else, too? The, 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 guard. The, the guard from the Bengals. Yeah. Whose name I'm blanking on, too, but yes. So this that's, is the second time we've signed a high-priced free agent guard from the Bengals yeah. in the last little bit. Well, that's going to work out well. Let's sign that. Uh, yep. But, uh, um, you know, uh, that's exciting. I actually like the signing favorite. I think I think the metrics look good about him. I think you know I, I like watching him play. I think he's gonna be good. Uh, it would have been great if he still Terrell Pryor. Yeah, I, I don't think I don't think we screwed that up. I think Pryor's agent screwed that up. Yeah, I sort of feel like that at the same time, like the, the the argument is if he signed one year with those guys, what's the why wouldn't we just sign one year with him again for the same amount? We have so much cap space, right? That's the part where I'm like, yeah, I don't quite get that. Why don't we just do that? For one year? Why not? Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think it makes that big a difference, honestly. The, the, the answer, I feel like, is that um, prior one multiple years from us at a certain rate that we were unwilling to do, and his fuck you to us was taking a one-year deal with Washington. He would not take a one-year deal with us. I don't think he would have. I think that's, I think that's right. I think that's the bottom line. Um, and we weren't willing to commit. And once we put multi-year off the table, or at least at whatever dollar range he wanted, then he was gone. I think we would have paid, sure, 12, 13 million next year. Or maybe, not, I don't know. I think we would have paid more for a single year. He was just upset about us not committing to him long-term. Right. Um, and, and so that's why he screwed it up. I, think he, I mean, I think he totally screwed himself. And, 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 I don't know. <sighs> I, I'm still undecided on Pryor too because he was so great last year. He disappeared. He would have these dominant first half and just totally disappeared. And the way he yeah. got doned by fucking Adam Pacman Jones, just starting yeah. for a guy that you want. Like I, I would love to take a chance on him because that dude has so much fucking talent. Uh, it just you don't want to spend you know, commit that much to a guy that you're that uncertain about from a skill and a, well, not a skill, but from a, from a mental standpoint, right? Yeah. I, I don't have too many regrets about him going, quite honestly. I mean, I get it marginally, and especially if Brit more than a lot of people um, that I was reading do, who think he's pretty marginal. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't think either of those guys is the difference maker. No. I mean, honestly, if Coleman, if Coleman actually uh, uh, develops next year, that will be a big deal. Um, do you think it was damning last year that we had no no rookies on any of the all rookie teams? Yeah, was, I mean any any of them. That That's was, a bad look, man. Uh, yeah, yeah, it wasn't great. We, our rookies played a lot of minutes, a lot of yeah, a lot of snaps. Excuse me. Um, somebody, 
you got a ton of rookies and they're playing a ton. You, you got to hope somebody ends up. Here's what some I, writers, all rookie team. I didn't see anybody on any. Here's what I'd say. Um, it's true. I mean, Coleman had some moments. He was injured for most of the year. So it's like, it's hard, it's hard to, to condemn that. Like he, he, he looks good. He looks like he can be good, but it's still very uncertain because he did sort of not. But when he came back from injury, he didn't really make an impact, right? He was making an impact in the first half of the season, I felt like. And then he yeah, I agree. And then he sort of didn't really make a, a statement again. Ogba, actually, numbers-wise, he did fucking good. Like, yeah, they didn't give him recognition, but he was he, he second-round pick. He did really fucking well. Um, They're playing him out of position, too. Ogba, Ogba looks like a really good pick. Honestly, uh, Ogba is is a guy who's going to be is going to be starting for a lot of teams and and is a lot, a lot of he's got a ton of upside. Carl uh, Nassib was great. He got injured again uh, middle of the year. He was really great. And he got injured and he came back and he still was decent. But you know, another one of those things where like you know he still looked pretty good. So I, you know, I still like the, the the philosophy of the team, which is we don't necessarily have. Um, some special uh, insight on the players that the rest of them doesn't have. Um, but there's a lot of, of variables you can't predict. And what they do with the, with the stock on a draft picks is just more chances to hit and miss. When you get more at-bats, you get more hits. It doesn't matter what your yeah. average is if you have a lot of hits, if you've got a lot of at-bats, right? It, well, I, I guess. Yes. Fundamentally, <laughs> I am down to that philosophy. Yeah. I agree with you. Um, so I think that's, that's, I like that whole, um, attitude. so in that spirit, you, you like the, the Osweiler trade. Fucking loved it. Who gives a shit? What are we do that fucking not, money? It's, it's not your money. Not my money. You just spend that. That's fucking great. I mean, people, uh, you know, our friend Skyler, who, uh, I feel like we often need arguments with Skyler about, um, uh, the cheapness of ownership or whatever, why we spend this money on this person and not on like, you know, Trump Pryor. For Matthew, example. Matthew Delavidova. Matthew Dover, Del- Del- Terrell Pryor. Uh, in this case, I don't know. This is really smart. Um, yeah, sixteen million, but it wasn't. It wasn't this or uh, Terrell Pryor. It wasn't a second round pick or Terrell Pryor. It was not. No. This. No. 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 That. That's right. Um, I mean, I, I, unless like you know, we were. You know, I don't know. I. This seemed like a really smart idea, just to continue stockpiling things to give us more options, to give us more chances. I love this. I, I, I think this is great. And the one thing I don't want us to do is to trade all these picks for fucking Jimmy goddamn Garoppolo. No, I want no part of Garoppolo. I'll go that far. Fuck that dude. Because even if he is great, I don't want any, any part of his greatness to be of, of any, like, I, I don't want to get the handoffs, the sloppy seconds from fucking Patriots. Yeah, I, I want no part of him. Maybe I'd give a sixth rounder for him. You're not, oh, God. Fuck him. Yeah, no, six rounder. Like, you know, like, honestly, if I'm being honest, I might get a second rounder for him. Not me. The first pick in the second round? round? No, thank you. No, but I would give maybe a, a, one of our mid-second rounders plus a, a late rounder in the sense of being – that would be a reasonable deal. Uh, according to the parents wouldn't possibly go for that. Um, I would want to do that, though. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's like I, I get that that's a, that would be a good trade for us. I don't want. I don't. I don't like that. I don't think he's good. <laughs> no, I want any. I want any part of him. None. Who do you want, man? Who do you want us to draft? It, it, it seems like we might have our pick of the uh, quarterbacks twelve. 
it, quite honestly, I don't know enough to give you a real opinion. I don't follow college football at all. Neither do I. I just read stuff. It seems like, um, one, uh, the uh, hero of the national championship game has the um, slowest pass. Yep. Uh, basically, like, like uh, 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 the kind of uh, low speed rate that just really, you know, translates into football success. Correct. Uh, Pat Mahomes is the fastest, but he um, – he uh, has at least my experience in actual pro system and hires to, you know, kind of uh, project. So it's really to be Sean Kaiser and, and uh, Trubisky. And Trubisky's been looking pretty sharp lately. So that's also the You think they're going to take one of them with a 12 pick? I think so, yeah. I, just, I mean, I, would, I wouldn't be totally surprised if they don't. But uh, especially, I mean, I wouldn't be if, – if, if the quarterback goes before the 12th pick, which it might. Uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see the Browns pass up on quarterback and just take them in the second or third round. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I think with the number 12 pick, you got to be pretty confident. Right. Honestly. But, I mean, they got to start turning high first-round draft picks into impact players. That's what I mean. I, that's not a place, unless you're real confident about the quarterback you're picking there, I don't, that's not the place to screw around, in my opinion. Yeah. you gotta feel- get a, you gotta got an impact starter at a position of need there. That's and, why like they're not gonna they're not gonna trade up. I feel like they're gonna see if the guy if their guy falls to them. They do. If he does, they'll pick him. Right, and if not, take the best best talent available. They, it's not like they want plenty of need. No, exactly. I don't think they'll pick somebody on the offensive line. It seems like they're short up enough there. And everyone's real For now. now. Go ahead, sorry. But basically, every other position. Absolutely. I guess not defensive end. They should be fine at defensive end, assuming they don't do something stupid with a number one pick. No. Yeah. So after that, linebacker, sure. Safety Stunts back, sure. We safety big time. We get no bad. We get nobody. Uh, we get nobody starter quality safety right now. Yeah. <laughs> so I'd be I'd be fine with anything there. And I, I don't I don't feel pressure to take a quarterback. Yeah, no, uh hundred percent. Uh, at all. Uh that's enough. That's 10 minutes of Browns talk, Patty. Do you really have something more meaningful to say? Yeah, meaningful? It's a high bar, Patty. Come on. <laughs> what was your last question? Do you care yet? It seems like you care, Patty. God damn it, Matt. It probably seemed like I cared when I was just saying what I was saying. But make no mistake, I don't. You don't care? No. I always care a little bit at the beginning of the year. You know, like if they start winning a couple games, it'll, it'll, it'll pull me in an instant. I still remember. If they win two out of their first five games, I'll care. How about that? I don't even know what the schedule looks like, but if that happens, I'll care. Still pretty low bar. Uh, uh, it's it's like when I was totally giving up on the on the Browns, and they started to like have a good game against the Patriots, and Scott got me really excited about the about the Browns, uh, a chance of that game, and then they blew it, and yeah, then I just got real mad all over again. Yeah, you know, I'm um, I'm Charlie Brown. Uh, Maddie, I uh, they give me they give me a glimmer of hope, and I will I will rush right back into it. I, I I'm 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 going in eyes wide open. I think this team's gonna be terrible. I think they're probably gonna blow up the draft, but they have so many draft picks. This, this something can happen. I agree with you. The philosophy is right. Anything can happen. I would love to see them take Miles number one. I'd love to see them land the quarterback they want number twelve. If not, another fucking awesome player number twelve. 
and and just keep just keep drafting guys. And honestly, like oh, I was gonna say like a lot of people are really like hate the idea of starting Cody Kessler. Um, like who gives a shit? It's like, these are you know second year backup quarterback. Let them start the fucking season. Who cares? We had yeah. Oh, I totally agree with you there. Just just let them play. Who cares? Who cares? Yeah. We don't have a quarterback for another year. I yeah. so, I sort of like the Browns being bad, to be honest with you, Petty. I don't know. I, I think you, most of us have this experience. As you get older, you start. I start. I've started losing sports. Yeah. You know, I used to follow yeah. a lot of sports pretty intensely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I at least had a working knowledge of a lot of sports, and now I watched two college basketball games last year. Maybe I think I watched two. I'm talking with the tournament, two or three college basketball games this year. Uh, I watched three to five NFL games last year, seriously, inclusive of the Super Bowl. Um, it's sort of I, the Browns being bad just means I can just sort of scrub all that and not worry about them. Can you imagine if we actually had a hockey team to care about, Maddie? Oh, Jesus, that'd be hard for me. I don't know shit about hockey. <laughs> I, I don't think I can name five active hockey players. I, I can't. I can't. Uh, uh, Ovechkin, uh, yep. Crosby, Crosby, right, right, the Penguins guy. Uh, there's the other real good player on the Penguins whose name, name begins with an M. I used to know two guys in the range, Popeye Jones kid. He's good. There's two guys in the range I used to know, but I've forgotten them already. Is Rick, Na- is Rick Nash still in the league? He used to play for the Blue Jackets and then he went to the Rangers. I don't know. Maybe is Old Samuelson still playing? Is that possible? Who knows? Rick Hall might be playing. These guys play in their fucking fifties. Um, <laughs> I, I will guarantee this, man. If, if there was a hockey team in Cleveland, I would fucking care about them and I'd watch them. I'd, of course, I know about hockey. I just yep. didn't watch hockey when I was little. I just, I like, I know the rules of hockey. I know the basics, but I don't like anything. I guess slightly I more hockey. advanced than that. I don't know shit. I got into hockey because Brent Fuller and Sam Root played hockey for uh, uh, the Shaker Heights High School uh, hockey team, and I love playing NHL '96. Yeah, um, that did a lot for a lot of people. I, like, that, that got me into hockey. Yeah. Oh boy. Uh, all right, I, I, I think that's enough about the fans uh, and Cleveland sports in general. Um, yeah, but, we'll talk about them again after the draft. Yeah, this game's still going, right? Is it still going? We're down two to the bottom of the ninth. So last chance. Yes, my man. man. I'll take two out of three against the uh, the Rangers. Absolutely. Rangers are a good team. Absolutely. It's a great way to start the, start the season. Yeah. All right. Uh, that does it for the Cleveland Sports Hour. Uh, until next time, this is Maddie and Patty saying. Hey, Maddie. By the way, Yanny Diaz had a single, so man on. Nobody oh, out. Nice. 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 Love him. Yeah. Keeper. So good. <laughs>